Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. So I would love to say here we are coming in from East Denver, but actually I am just only coming in remotely (laughs) from Chicago, but joining Josh and various cool people at East Denver for interviews. And right now we're about to be joined by Alan Chu, founder and CEO of Boba. And so what I'd love to start here, Alan, is give me a little taste, like what's going on there at East Denver? What am I missing out on? Don't make it sound too exciting. Oh, that's got to be hard, Ethan, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to formal you so bad. It's been wonderful for us to be here. We have a whole marketing and business development team here. Our CTO just arrived last night as well. There's just, just so many amazing developers here. And a lot of our partners are here as well. It's been just super productive in building on existing partnerships as well as building new ones. So yeah, it's just amazing. That's cool. Well, let's take a step back for a second. What's Boba all about? What are you doing? Why are you here? Yeah, yeah. No, great question. Boba. So I can give you a technical description. We're an Ethereum layer two optimistic rollup with something super exciting called hybrid compute. But let me take a step back, right? Yeah. We'll go, go into the technology, but the why behind what we do is really we believe that crypto has the potential to be the most inclusive financial system ever created. As a potential, it's not there yet, obviously. There are a lot of problems to be solved. Technology is part of it. We need to create more scalable blockchain infrastructure in general. But there's also communications, how we talk about ourselves as an industry. Um, we need to communicate in a way that's understandable by mainstream consumers who are not into crypto yet. So is that where the name Boba comes in handy? Yes. Because, like, <laughs> I look at Boba and I'm a fan, but I think it's something that's crossed the aisle from the East to the West. And people are like, mm, what is that? And then they like, they try it. And then before you know it, they're Boba addict, right? They've tried all the different flavors and sort of concoctions. Is that sort of... You nailed it. All right. You nailed cool. it. That's the essence behind the brand. We wanted to create something that is approachable, friendly, brings a smile to people's face. You never see someone upset drinking bubble tea. That's true. Right? Drinking boba always brings a smile. Well, I don't know. When it's gone and you've had the last little jelly thing, that's kind of an upsetting All right. All right. Then you buy your next one. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Well, we'd love to get a little bit of that background and kind of what you guys are up to. Just give me a sense of like, if I'm going to start working relationship with you, what's that going to look like? Well, what that's going to look like is depending on what stage you're at. If you're just starting out, you have an idea or you have a written up your smart contract, you want to get ready to deploy it on our test net. We give you a lot of support actually. So you can approach us on Discord or Telegram group, a link from our website, boba.network, and you get to work directly with our technical integration team and also setting up support accelerator programs, developer grants programs that will give a boost to the earlier stage project builders to get going. And we're also investing our own marketing resources to help promote projects that build on Boba as well. That's cool. So I think we're close to 110 episodes and you know our show is called The Edge of NFT. So it definitely begs the question, like, what are you guys doing and what are the projects that are in your ecosystem that you feel are at the edge of NFTs? Well, speaking of NFTs, one of the most often heard complaints that I've heard, I'm sure you've heard is how expensive it is to mint NFTs, right? And it's no fun wasting all that gas money. I know, I know. It really sucks. 
But at the same time, Ethereum is still the largest marketplace. I open seats there. So people also want to mint on Ethereum so that they can trade but in the marketplace that has the most liquidity. Well, with Boba, you can have the best of both worlds right? because Boba has super low minting fees. You can mint your NFTs on Boba and then use our NFT bridge to bridge your NFTs to Ethereum at the time of your choosing. Right. So you're not stuck in these. And there's not a big fee for that bridging process. You still need to pay ETH. And anytime you touch Ethereum, it's going to be more expensive than doing the same thing on Boba. But you can pick a time where gas price is lower. Right. You don't have to fight. So for that kind of avoids the gas for a really popular project where you could pay a thousand, two thousand dollars in ETH. And then you can set your alarm or if you're a night owl sort of at 2 a.m. Pacific, I know the gas prices are low for me. I can move it over at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It also sounds like it gives you opportunity to sort of get into a project and own the NFT, sort of like get into the IP side of it and enjoy it and then wait and see, does it get big? Does it get to the size where it is something that you want to move it to Ethereum and get this stuff trading on OpenSea and build it to a larger audience? So, that's kind of cool too. I mean, I find that interesting about like the PO apps, right? The PO apps are really fun because basically free to mint and free to work with. But I saw some of Adidas. Adidas had some PO apps that they had distributed and they were for sale on OpenSea for some pretty significant prices, right? The people probably had to go and move those from the XDI chain onto OpenSea and it probably cost a little bit. But for whatever reason, that particular PO app NFT had that value and people wanted to do it. So we talk a little bit about what you guys do and kind of the projects that you're working with that are, that are inspiring. What about just kind of your general inspiration for 2022? What are you looking forward to? And what do you think like your unique position with the industry gives you some insight into where things are headed? What is really unique about Boba is Turing, which is the name that we have given our hybrid compute platform. We have just announced the testnet availability of Turing this week during East Denver gave a tech talk about it on Tuesday. And what Turing is, it gives smart contracts on Boba the ability to connect with programs that run on any other computer, any other virtual machine, which means if you want to use real-world data to change the look and feel of your NFTs, for example, change the NFT attributes, you can't, right? Because your NFTs, your, these smart contracts can be connected to the outside world through Turing, through our hybrid compute platform. Wow. So what's an example of that? Like, what would be a use case? Well, if you want to pipe in weather data, for example, that would change the look and feel of your NFTs. Your NFTs now become dynamic. Mm. Right? You could change the background based on the current weather. Or you can use some other random attributes, if you, or even real-world sensors that pick up changes in the real world that then in turn influence the look and feel of your NFTs. In the DeFi world, you can run an off-chain model, trading model, for example, or risk assessment model that is super sophisticated, would be too expensive to implement in a smart contract, but now you can run it on Amazon, for example, and That's then have a smart contract, call that process, results come back into your smart contract, and that still keeps your DeFi protocol composable with the other protocols. You know, in a former life, I worked with a bunch of different government agencies around geospatial data. And I think one of the cool things about that is like the visual power of data in terms of imagery. And, and with NFTs, you can sort of bring that to a whole other level. So I think folks will be able to have a lot of fun with that and tell a more powerful story, which is, is what we do with these amazing JPEGs, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. 
Well, I guess your, some of your team is coming to our event in NFTLA from what I hear. So hopefully we'll get to connect with them and they'll be able to share more about what you guys are doing next after this. Yeah, definitely. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're super excited to be there. Great. And where can people go? I think you mentioned a couple of things, but just to recap, where can folks go to learn more about Boba and maybe follow you as well? Sure. They'll come to our website, boba.network. If you go to the community page, all the links are there. Find us on Twitter, Boba Network, one word. Find me on Twitter, Alan Chiu. Alan with one L A L E N C H I U. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us, Alan. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, great to meet you, man. We interrupt the Edge of NFT podcast to reveal one of the best kept secrets in the NFT space right now the Coin Network. If you are a creator or a builder or an investor in groundbreaking projects, you need to dive into Koi ASAP. Why? Imagine a new internet where each time your posts get viewed on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, you earn rewards. Koi's revolutionary decentralized infrastructure scales this new internet to the whole globe, transforming attention into an asset and every creator into an earner, all without the expensive high-energy usage of old-school blockchains. Here is the best way to learn more and earn more by becoming a founding member of the growing Koi community. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Koi. That's edgeofnft.com slash K-O-I-I, two I's. There you can publish your first Koi NFTs for free and start earning Koi today. The new internet is coming. Don't you want to be valued on it? Hey everyone, this is Josh Krieger here again at ETH Denver with beaming in Ethan Janney virtually. And I'm so excited to be here with Gigi, who I met in Puerto Rico and doing the circuit together, a little chillier, but well worth it. Tons of great energy. And just thank you for being a spirit seed holder, by the way. That's so cool that you joined our crew and maybe you can like tell everyone a little bit about like what inspired you to be part of the spirit seed family and what your recall is our backstory. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. First of all, it was super awesome that we got to meet in Puerto Rico and now we're here. And yeah, so for Spirit States, you basically sold me on it. Talked to me about the community and everything that you guys are trying to accomplish within the roadmap. And I think it was a hard sell, obviously not. It was also like what you're doing that inspired me and we want amazing community members. Maybe you can like give our listeners and viewers, a little background on who you are and what you're up to in this space. Yeah. So my name's Chi and I'm the founder of CryptoTech Women. We are a project that our mission is to empower the women that are part of the Web3 space. And to do this, we are hosting a lot of like Twitter podcast spaces to highlight the women that are crushing it in the space and also new ones in the space as well. And for the second part of our mission is onboarding more women into the space. And to do this, we're actually building a Web3 bootcamp that will be accessible to all of our token holders exclusively. Later on, we will be developing paid tier programs into it and also scholarships to support those who are not able to afford the paid tiers or the tokens. But what we're trying to do is bring more women into the space. I'm a software engineer myself, so that's my day job. And it's something that I've loved. I've been coding for 10 years now, and it's been a passion of mine. And I think that you don't have to be a technical person to join our project, but if I can inspire more to learn DeFi, to learn about coding, to just like join the Web3 space and the revolution here, that's what I'm aiming to do. That's amazing. Are you also on the sort of graphic design side at all? I was a creative director. So everything that we see in my collection, there's 140 attributes, everything was handpicked by me. So it's things that I saw, screenshot it, and then I hired a design team to bring my idea to life. Awesome. 
Yeah, I'm sort of, in addition to being the digital artist behind the Spirit Seeds, inspired by Nicole's own work. And by the way, Nicole and I found out we have a really interesting common background. We both did this Jirasi artist residency within the past 10 years or so. And she's organizing a way that we're going to get back involved with this prestigious artist residency. But anyway, on top of that, I'm sort of curator of the collection. And so anytime somebody gets a Spirit Seed, I'm investigating, you know, who is it? Who joined the coalition, right? And I remember when I first sort of did some research on you and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like we have such cool people. I'm surprised and intrigued every time somebody gets added to the crew. And yeah, was especially impressed with just sort of your old view on like tech and inclusiveness and like you just taking every piece of your own background and, and incorporating in a very wonderful way. We know that it's not guaranteed that this happens for spirit seed holders, but you found a way to connect with Nicole Buffett because you have a spirit seed or maybe as part of this process. Can you tell about connecting with her and what you might have found valuable about becoming connected with Nicole? Yeah, it was super awesome. So we did a little dinner in LA. We're both based in LA. Um, actually, Josh also. I crashed the party. And it was super fun. It was great. It was honestly, as a woman in Web3, it's been really hard to find women in Web3. And that's why I created Crypto Tech Women. So it was awesome to be able to connect with someone like Nicole, who has a collection, who is building a vision of what she thinks is like the future for her project and her community. So being a thought leader and connecting with others, like that is insanely valuable because even though we might not want to build the same thing, we can still share ideas and like share thoughts on what we think it's going to be the next thing and what we should be doing. And it's always amazing to be able to connect with amazing women that are willing to help other women in the space. Yeah, perfect. And I think that's just so important for people of all sorts of backgrounds is like, there's something very valuable about having a connection with somebody who knows what it's like to be you, whatever that is, within the context that you're in. So that's really magical. I'm not there at East Denver, and I'm jealous. Tell us what it's like there. <laughs> What's been going on? What have you enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Sadly, I'm not going to be able to be here the whole time, which is what I would have personally liked to do. But it's amazing. So I always say I'm a nerd. So I love education. I'm like that person who just loves to learn. And I think this is the place to do so, right? We have so many different speakers speaking from so many different backgrounds and just bringing so many amazing thoughts to life here that it's kind of like a place for me to absorb the knowledge, meet amazing people. I actually have a lot of community members from Crypto Tech Women here. So also it's awesome to meet them, for them to put a face to the name, but yeah, honestly, if I think like anyone watching this, you should go to the conferences out there because if you are not a person who's dominant in a specific topic, this is the place where you will get to learn from those who are. And education is key, honestly. Ethan's FOMO meter just went through the roof, unfortunately. <laughs> but Gigi had a chance to meet the Joshes in our organization. I don't know how this happened, but relatively small company still. And we have three Joshes on site at ETH Denver, which was interesting for getting a cappuccino versus a latte this morning. And Josh was written on both copies. So we just had to like take our chances. <laughs> We're just getting as close as we can to just cloning you, Josh. We've got the name down and some of the personality traits. We're doing the best we oh, can. <laughs> We're going to clone me. We got to clone you too. It's only fair. <laughs> That's right. Well, I know you have an NFT project going on here and we're going to get the info out to our community so they can get in on it. But can you tell us a little bit about what's behind that and what the roadmap is? 
Yeah, so super excited about that. I already mentioned the mission for us and then some of the key highlights, but what the roadmap looks like right now is we have our pre-mint happening on the 24th of February. We're in February, so at the time of today would be this Thursday, but it's the 24th. And then our public mint will be happening on the 26th of February. What our roadmap gives is we're going to be doing some airdrops to some of our early supporters. So those on the pre-sale mint list will be able to participate to maybe get some art drops from crypto tech women. We're going to be building, as I mentioned, that educational platform with the first course that will be coming out will be based on Solidity. Not all of our topics will be technical as we will be having DeFi, how to build your own collection, how to create an NFT. So we'll have a range of topics. As a software engineer myself, I do want to encourage others to join the space as software engineers because there is such a need. And the cool thing about the Web3 space is that there is a lower barrier of entry than on the Web2 space, which is I started this whole wild ride three years ago, trying to get more people to join the Web2 space. When I learn about the Web3 space and seeing that there is more possibilities here for people that may not have not gone to Harvard, it only makes sense to kind of create a bootcamp for them. So the bootcamp will be one of our main like key axes, but we are doing in real life events. We will be doing a lot of meetups and speaking at panels at other conferences. So that will be super awesome. There will be down the road. A metaverse integration is not something I like to slap because I feel like everyone has a metaverse integration. But we will be doing it just to make sure that we have a space for our community members to like congregate together. And this may look like our bootcamp attendees like talking about what they're doing together, or it could just be a lounge place for them to chill. I'll tell you what, I'm feeling excited about this. So Josh, let's add another item to her roadmap. A couple. We'll say members of your community, we'll give them special access to our Living Tree NFT whitelist. We'll deal with the details there. And once minted, we will commit two of our Living Tree NFTs to be granted to a couple of your NFT holders as you wish. Yeah. I think they would love that. Awesome. Exciting. I'm down. Sold. I guess let's just take a step back to close out this chat and looking at 2022 and now you're excited you'll be a VIP attendee at NFTLA. What's coming up that has you pumped? What are the macro trends that you're seeing in the industry from being immersed in your community and, and whatnot? So being here at ETH Denver, I'm very big into education and I'm very big into research. I'm like very analytical person. So I've been talking to a lot of people and I keep asking, like, I've only invested in women projects, not because I'm excluding the men, just because I want to support other women. There's not a lot of us like let's support each other. So as I talk to a lot of people in this event, I'm like, hey, so what NFT projects are you investing? Any women projects? And usually the only one I've heard is World of Women because it is the biggest one and I love World of Women. But creating this kind of spreadsheet of data of not a lot of people know about all the amazing women projects that are out there, like Boss Beauties, Crypto Chicks, like there's so many out there. Not a lot of people know Women and Weapons. Like I've been collaborating with all of these amazing projects and it seems like only a small demographic of people actually know about them and they're usually women or guys that support women. So one of the things that I'm super bullish on in 2022 is making women (laughs) known. I want people to know that there are women projects that are crushing it. It's not about being a women project. It's about being a project that is crushing it. I want to remove that label. Like we don't have to be labeled as women to be successful in this space. We can be a project that is successful. So that's one of the things I'm super bullish on. One is women projects crushing it in the space, getting the attention that they deserve. 
A second one is more people joining the Web3 space, right? We need more people in here. We need more engineers. That is the main scarcity that we have in this space. There are not a lot of engineers. We need more creators, women, non-binary, like whoever you are, we're trying to get more people in here to create beautiful things So together. I might have some alpha for you, Gigi. Do you know about Foxies? I don't. All not right. <laughs> All right. Put that on your list. Adrian Ashley, shout out to her. She's going to be speaking at NFTLA. She's creating an incredible metaverse game project, Foxies. It's really doing some amazing social impact things. And she's a big advocate of women in the space. And I will make that connection. And you may have to pick up a Foxy sooner than later. Done it. <laughs> so yeah, basically that women in Web3 and just getting more people in the space as like builders, creators, collectors, artists, like you name it. I'm very bullish on just the growth that we will see in 2022. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, I don't know if we covered it very specifically, but we love to get people's very personal take on what they see for 2022 or just the future in general. And I'd love to hear it from your perspective again, just as someone who's, whether it's women or some other particular group, just sort of like championing the entry of your specific community that you're leading. What kind of perspective do you think that gives you on the future of Web3? Yeah, so like my background is I'm Latina, I'm from Venezuela. I started coding at 16, literally by chance. I got an ad from a coding bootcamp, which is kind of like, I tie it back with crypto tech women. And I started coding at 16. I've been coding for 10 years. I didn't know what I was doing or like the field I was in until I moved to LA in 2017, because I had never heard of software engineering. I had never heard of software engineers, never heard of a woman software engineer. So coming from that background where I'm definitely a minority in so many ways, and it's not because I feel like we do need to create a better onboarding system into the space, right? I didn't have that. So that's where I come from with crypto tech women. Like I'm trying to create one, a better onboarding system for those who are new Two, the people that are part of the space already and they're joining come support others, right? Like come to our community, BMNT help others join and let's build something amazing together. That's beautiful. I think the theme here, Ethan, is more inclusivity and a bigger, brighter community that supports everyone in that community and brings more people into that community. That sounds like a pretty accurate depiction of what I see happening in 2022 and um, excited yeah. everything you're doing in this space. And thank you for your time. So just to recap one last time, how can folks stay in touch with you, get involved with the project that you're launching? Yeah. I also want to make a note, our community is inclusive to all gender. So even though it's crypto tech women, anyone can join. And to find us, be super easy. Twitter is crypto tech women. To find me, you can find me on Twitter at the NFTTG. And yeah, feel free to DM me. We're always looking to make more collaborations. If you're new in the space and you don't know how to get started, this is the perfect opportunity for you. Come join us because we want to be part of the group that helps you onboard into the space. Right on. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today and enjoy the rest of your time at ETH Denver. Thank you. With almost $25 billion in sales in 2021, there's no denying the NFT market is on fire. But what many investors don't realize is demand has skyrocketed for another asset, thanks in part to this NFT boom. The asset I'm talking about is multi-million dollar blue chip art. And it's been so hot, a Banksy offering on the Masterworks platform recently sold for $7.4 million. And what's even more incredible is all shares of this Banksy offering sold out in just three hours. 
According to Masterworks, similar works by Banksy saw a price appreciation of 19.9% from 2007 to 2020, outpacing the S&P 500 by nearly a factor of two over the same time period. And Masterworks investors recently saw a 32% annualized appreciation net of fees from the sale of another Banksy painting called Mona Lisa. To discover how to buy into similar offerings by Banksy, Picasso, and Monet for a fraction of the cost of the entire painting, visit edgeofnft.com masterworks. That's edgeofnft.com masterworks. For important disclosures, visit masterworks.io disclaimer. Hey everybody, this is Josh here, uh, co-host of Edge of NFT here with my colleague beaming in from Chile, Chicago, another Chile city right now, Ethan Janney here with Chad Huggins from Polygon Studios. So excited to have you here, taking a little time from the fun and all these happenings at ETH Denver to say what's up. What are you up to, Chad, and what brings you to ETH Denver? Sure. So ETH Denver, I mean, it's a big, obviously, Ethereum conference. And yet we have Polygon. Well, Polygon, we fully hitched our wagons to Ethereum. That's been part of the core thesis from day one. So we're huge, huge Ethereum bulls. And we're one of the many sponsors here. We've got uh, Sandeep, our founder, did a keynote yesterday. We've got various keynotes. I'm actually a judge in the, in the hackathon. It's exciting. Um, yeah, so it's fun. Have you started to like learn who you're judging yet? And Not yet. So apparently it's Sunday morning, I get everything like pitched to me or whatever and start my judging. <laughs> no pressure. I know, uh, I know. Just to back up, like what's your role at Polygon Studios and what's going on in your world these days? So it's keeping you busy. I lead our marketing at Polygon Studios. And if people aren't familiar, Polygon Studios is the business development arm of Polygon and was created last summer as a separate brand. Some big news recently, we just announced that Ryan Wyatt, former head of YouTube gaming, is going to be our new CEO in March. And so we're in a state of rapid growth. We're lucky to have a lot of projects. I mean, a ton of deal flow of people like you guys, we're happy to know are building on us. And so we provide them with, on the business side, so we have a fund that's attached to Polygon Studios. So there's the potential for investment if it's the right fit for the project. Beyond that, it's just a higher touch of technical support. And then what I help with is marketing support for the projects as they go to launch. And my team spends a lot of time working with a broad array of projects that are trying to figure out the best way to be successful as they go to market. Sounds like we're going to have a lot of time to get to know each other this year. So yeah. that's exciting. It's great to meet you in real life. That's how fast things happen. Yeah. We work with Polygon and we didn't know we'd be working with you. So there you go. Ethan, meet your uh, primary point of contact. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And we're part of this Brink and Animoca Brands Launchpad and Accelerator as well, which is hosting some really killer talks for us. And we actually had Stephen Bryson Hayes from the enterprise team and uh, the VP of Business Development of Gaming and the VP of Polygon Studios there, as well as Ambar Mittal, who joined us, who's a program manager of the enterprise team. But wish we could share that stuff on the podcast as well. <laughs> Can you guys tell us a little bit more about what's on the roadmap? Like, What are we looking for in the next year or so? that you're excited about for Polygon Studios? Sure. For studios specifically, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious with Ryan coming on board, but I think we're going to double down on gaming specifically. And besides Ryan, I know we've got a couple of other fairly splashy gaming hires on the way. And beyond that, I think it's the interest. It's great. It's been overwhelming though. And so we're really having to build out some of our operational excellence to sort of 
staff up enough people to really give the projects the attention they need. And beyond that, yeah, we've got, it's crazy the number of huge Fortune 500 companies and household celebrities that are coming to us. But at the same time, like wanting to make sure we do our best by the up and coming founders and builders in the space, because you never know what's going to be the next Axie Infinity or things like that. So it's a fascinating perspective to have in the industry because I'll have a meeting with, yeah, like Macy's or some hundred year old brand. And then next go to some 25 year old founder who's got a crazy idea. Both could be incredibly viable and we've tried to do our best for both of them. Yeah, you're a kid in the candy store. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Pretty awesome. Well, I guess just taking a step back, what are the macro trends that you're seeing? I know you mentioned gaming is an area of interest, but this conference is the theme is the year of mass adoption. Is that your thesis as well? And what else are you guys looking at from that bench point? Yeah, so I like to think about like, why do people when they first go down the rabbit hole or whatever you call it, like, what is it that brings them on board? And I think it's usually always some sort of affinity that they have. And so I'm one of these people that NBA Top Shot was my rabbit hole moment, because I'm an NBA fan. I was like, Oh, this is cool. So That's what led me down the path. I think gaming is going to be that for a lot of people. And I also think Web3 gaming is a a uniquely like situated vertical because you have lots of different Web3 aspects. You've got the whole, a lot of these Web3 games almost having their own DAO and their own governance stuff. So you've got all the DAO stuff in there, also creating their own economies. So you've got all sorts of DeFi stuff in there. And then also the NFTs and the actual collectible and sovereign ownership. So I think gaming is going to be a huge deal. I think we're going to see a lot of innovation in onboarding and wallets. And we're already seeing a lot of that. But beyond that, yeah, I'm just excited to see. I feel like we're still waiting for the first true like hit AAA game. And I think it'll be obvious when that comes out. And I know there's a number of them coming or building right now that could be that. But I think that will be a big moment as far as mass adoption goes. Totally agree. Well, it'll be great to get to know you more and learn more about what you're up to. Definitely, we could do a longer show at some point in the future. We've, sure. we've had uh, Polygon on and a couple different means and certainly diving deeper into some of the cool stuff you're building makes a lot of sense. So appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today. Absolutely. Where can folks go to learn more about Polygon Studios and maybe follow you and what your thesis is on Twitter or something? Sure, yeah. I mean, Polygon Studios, at Polygon Studios on Twitter is probably always the best place to get all of the announcements and everything like that. And then me personally, I'm just at Chad Huggins on Twitter as well. So yeah, it's an exciting space and it's growing like crazy. So it's hard to keep up with, to be honest. Yeah, I know. You should see our inbox of all the cool (laughs) projects that come our way. We could do 20 shows a day if we cloned ourselves. There's so much fun stuff happening. I literally find out about stuff when we talk about it on our show. It's like, oh, I I guess I should know about that, but I'm finding about it on the show. Okay, well, at least I'm finding out about it. While you're working, you're getting paid to learn. Like There you go. Well, I think this concludes this session. We've probably given Ethan enough FOMO for this session from Chicago. Yep. This is cold air, man. Took me an hour and a half to get from the airport 30 minutes away to my hotel the other day in pretty deep snow. I just sort of let the driver do his thing and just hope for the best. So it's sunny now and I'm sure there'll be some more fun things. Good luck with the judging. Excited to see uh, where things go. And, And thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. 
Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.